Support for Under the Radar comes from Wellwithall. Wellwithall believes that self-care is community care. Premium products crafted for your daily wellness, from sleep support to heart health to your daily regimen. 20% of Wellwithall's profits are committed to leading the fight for health equity. They won't stop until it is truly Wellwithall. I'm Callie Crossley, and this is Under the Radar with Callie Crossley. And now for the part of the show we call lanyap. That's Creole for something extra. You can't buy a mother's love, but a great gift can certainly put you in mom's good graces. And what could be better than a handmade card, a custom piece of jewelry, or a handcrafted vase made by a local artist? Here to tell us more about the hottest trends in the artisanal gift scene, Dara Cheek, artist and owner of Hyro Pisces, an online boutique of handcrafted jewelry and miniature landscapes. Dara is also the director of the Etsy Artists of Boston. Hello, Dara. Hi, how are you? Oh, I'm glad to have you. And Linda DeValpine, owner of Greentail Table in Newton, Massachusetts. Greentail Table sells handcrafted homeware goods and gifts that are locally and globally sourced. Welcome, Linda. Thank you so much. Well, I'm looking forward to this conversation because the last time I really thought about, as an adult, a really serious crafted gift well, really, I was a kid mm-hmm. when you made those little raggedy cards mm-hmm. and you brought them yeah. home to your mom. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's sort of, you know, that that was unique in a way that nobody else could touch and your mom loved it. And that was right. great. But we're in a whole other era now. That's for sure. <laughs> that is for sure. There's some sophisticated <laughs> stuff out there. So I want to talk about it. Absolutely. And then we'll talk about just the artisanal gift scene in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let me start with you, Linda. What is selling and you know is going to sell well for Mother's Day? Well, always, uh, you can always count on vases, of course, and, and we're tabletop, so uh, otherwise it would be jewelry, that type of thing, too. But in terms of tabletop, definitely vases, planters, placemats, beautiful um, cheese boards, you know, for mothers who like to entertain, cookbooks, aprons, um, and again, that type of thing. this is not mass-produced, so let's talk about it. Yep. It's not just everything you said. It's really more to it than that. So talk about a little bit about what kind of stuff that you offer. Okay. So, for instance, we have organically handcrafted vases and votives that are made by local artists in Cambridge, for instance. We actually have some of Dara's vessels as well, which are lovely and hand-etched. We have these wonderful little vases that are created by Madeline's Mud Pie Studio, which is in Cambridge. She actually makes these lovely mini vases, and then she perfectly curates a little uh, mini air plant to go with them. So it's a little composed little gift, um, really special Um, We also have pottery from Prodigal Pottery, which is actually out of Alabama, but it's all very textured and very unusual bowls for dipping and also cheese boards. And then we have flour sack towels, which have a lot of nature-inspired motifs right now, which is very current. Pantone color of the year is greenery, so we have a lot of things that have sort of green nature motifs. Um, So those are just a couple of of things that you can find with us right now. And of course, the driver, and I'm still talking with Linda DeValpine, owner of Greentail Table in Newton, Massachusetts, is that these you cannot find everywhere you look. Correct. Exactly. <laughs> they're very, they're special. And, actually, you know, people like to shop in boutiques, I think, to looking for special, unusual pieces. And we tend to have items that are, you know, functional in nature, so it's not purely decorative. Um, so, you know, even a plant or a vase, obviously, you can use that to house flowers, et cetera. But then cheese boards, obviously, you can use it and not really dust collectors, I would say. 
All right. So Dara Cheek, artist and owner of Hiro Pisces. I got to say, your work is really quite special. You make these little teeny, 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 teeny terrariums. I I don't know. You must have excellent eyesight. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That are so beautiful. So they take on really more than than the thing itself. Mm -hmm. It really becomes an art piece. Talk about it, Mm -hmm. if you will. Yeah. Well, Linda actually mentioned the Pantone color of the year was greenery. And that is a huge trend. Everything plant-related is huge this year. And people are really embracing this idea of bringing the outside in, urban gardening, indoor gardening. So this idea of terrariums, terraria in all shapes and forms is really popular. So um, you mentioned that I basically make these mini landscapes. I make them in pendant form and magnet form and wall art form. And people are really embracing the idea of not only purchasing these, but making them themselves. So the vessels that people purchase at stores like Linda's, they take home and they build their own terrariums. There are a lot of events around town where you can actually do that as a group. They teach you how to do it. And that's kind of the trend of the year, I think, is this kind of plant-themed activity and plant-themed decorating, essentially. So that's my specialty, and I'm glad to see people embracing it, actually. (laughs) I'm going to suggest that listening to you talking about uh, return to the earth or Mm -hmm. feeling connected to the earth is very much a part of a connectivity to motherhood because we think of Mother Earth Mm -hmm. and we think of that Mm -hmm. sort of basic fundamental connection and foundation, if Mm -hmm. you will, emotional foundation Mm -hmm. for folks. So it seems to make sense that people are looking then for something that's out of the box. That's a tired old phrase, but you get where I'm coming from. Mm-hmm. So they don't see that everywhere around, something yeah. that really speaks to the special nature of their relationship with their mother. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's also this idea of origins. You know, we've been moving for a few years toward this idea of knowing where things come from and wanting to know where they come from. And this is really offering people that opportunity to know exactly where things come from and have a part in that, in the making process, in knowing who the maker is of things they buy, Mm -hmm. and getting to have a relationship with the maker. So with Handmade, you get to talk to the person who made the thing you are buying. If you are buying something for your mother, you can get something customized for her. You can talk to the maker about exactly what your mother likes, what she would want in her home, what she would want to wear, and get something specifically for her. And that's really special, and that's something that Handmade offers you that maybe walking into a department store doesn't. So I think that's kind of a difference that people are really seeking in particular the, this year as opposed to others. So. so what what do you think has happened? You're saying this year, but I'm seeing it coming for mm-hmm. the last mm-hmm. few years as yeah. an interest in, you just mentioned what we, we describe in the food world as farm to table. Yes. I want to know exactly. where the eggs yes. came from, where the meat yep. came yes. from. And now it's, I want to know what are the artifacts you're yeah. using to create my product and mm-hmm. who are you and what, what's behind what you do. Where do you think that's coming from, Linda? Dara thinks, you know, from the earth. And what do you think? Well, I would say that that's probably has something Mm. to do with it. I definitely feel people are definitely more concerned about the environment. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that is part of the the backdrop to the Pantone color of the year. It is about, you know, sort of Mother Earth to, you know, going back just to where we where we came from and trying to be where 
do things come from? Where, where, where are things made? And people do like to know where something was made. What products are you using? Mm-hmm. Particularly with um, some of the tea towels that we have. You know, people use low-impact dyes. They, um, they're very concerned about it, and they're happy. They want to tout that, um, and people want to know about it. You know, where was this made? You know, people come into the store all the time. Do you have a lot of things here from local artisans, that kind of thing? And people love the whole idea that a person actually you know, touched it that special and they want to know more about the person and, you know, what their process mm-hmm. is. So, Dara, you are also the director of Etsy Artists of Boston. Yes. Now, people may know Etsy as the huge online marketplace. Right. I confess, it's very confusing to me. <laughs> <laughs> but what does that mean exactly that to be director yeah. of that and how many artists are sort of under your direction? <laughs> right. That's a good question. So mm. Etsy is a massive online marketplace. It's made up of basically millions of individual shops run by mostly independent single makers. And there are many who are in the greater Boston area. Essentially, Etsy Artists of Boston is a team of local makers, artisans and artists who either live or work in the greater Boston area. So we go all the way to Providence, we go to New Hampshire and Vermont, etc. So these are folks who either are working on building an Etsy shop, already have an Etsy shop going, and are learning to build skills at you know, making, at online selling, and are looking for a community to do that in. And essentially, we meet every month, we talk about how to build those skills, we work on it together, we work on questions that we have about doing that, we try to help each other <laughs> do that better, essentially, because it can be really difficult to do on your own. As you mentioned, even as a shopper on Etsy, it's a little intimidating. It's beyond it's, intimidating, <laughs> I would say. Yeah. It's incredibly intimidating as a seller, too. When you start out, it's very difficult to figure out how to do this on your own. And it's really helpful to have a community to help you answer some of those questions. So that's essentially what we're trying to do for each other. Trying to approach it more as a community instead of as competitors. Because mm. we really all do offer different things. There are members in our group who knit and crochet. We have painters and illustrators. We have woodworkers. I do jewelry and home goods. You know, it's across the board. So we really are so different in what we do that we really can see each other as part of a community and not as competitors. And Mm -hmm. we can really offer each other assistance in being better at what we do. And that's really the goal. I'm Callie Crossland, and if you are listening to us, and we're glad that you are, you're listening to Under the Radar with Callie Crossley. I'm here with Linda DeValpine of Greentail Table and Dara Cheek of Hyra Pisces and the Etsy Artists of Boston. And we're talking about gift-giving trends in the handmade, handcrafted world right now, really around Mother's Day. What's what inspired this conversation, Linda, to think about, gee, this is a real gift-giving opportunity, and most people want something a little more special than the average gift. And then we sort of went out to, well, what's happening in handmade gifts anyway? So here's something that I learned in preparing for this conversation is that millennials are all about the DIY. (laughs) And so there's a big underpinning to why you may, Dara, have so many Etsy artists of Boston, because there are young people who are starting their own thing. They're makers. Linda, have you seen that in your own shop? Uh, Yes, definitely. Mm. Definitely have. Um, Actually, going to the New York gift show where I go uh, to shop for the store, they have started a whole program called Etsy Wholeselling. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's basically trying to make it easier for people who are wanting to either start their own business or, you know, are makers who are interested in it or 
have, you know, maybe they thought of something as a hobby, but now they're considering it as a business. So it makes it easier for us to find these particular makers. And of course, we hear from people just directly. But definitely, I think people are interested. They want to get their hands, you know, sort of dirty. Maybe they've always dreamed about Mm -hmm. making pottery or they've always dreamed of making these beautiful little terrariums. But yeah, just sort of being feeling, you know, close and expressing themselves. And then again, creating beautiful things for individuals for gifts. They just make, you know, nicer gifts, I think. So now we've talked about how many how people are responding, and I certainly respond as a person who cannot craft a thing. So I have great amount of appreciation because even without understanding the intricacy of how something is made, I know I couldn't make it. So I have a better appreciation for it. Are you seeing now a huge trend? I know Etsy is a good example, um, Dara, that would seem to suggest that, yes, people are looking and are spending their money there and and in terms of gifts are moving away from mass-produced. But I also want to bring up the fact that Amazon is trying to co-opt this movement. And so now they've come up with their own marketplace called Handmade. Uh And do, do you view that as still in the same way kind of Earth to consumer crafting and unique boutique (laughs) or not. It's different. It is a different marketplace. Mm -hmm. I will say that it does feature the same sort of handmade makers. However, it features them on the Amazon model. So Amazon will always be Amazon. (laughs) They will always try to push this model of you know, really easy returns, really fast shipping, you know, that's what they do best. And even with handmade, that's what they're pushing. So for their sellers in handmade, they really encourage you to essentially use Amazon as drop shipping. So make your things in advance, send it to Amazon, let them do prime shipping for their customers. Um, They also really don't encourage a relationship between the seller and the buyer. So you So that's the whole point of it. Exactly. (laughs) And that's really what people come for. They want to have a connection with the seller most of the time. There are some people who would prefer to just kind of choose out a handmade item and get it in a few days. There are customers like that, and they do come to Amazon. Um, If you're shopping on Amazon, you're probably that customer. Mm -hmm. So there is an appeal for that. But that is really what they're offering on Amazon. So it is a completely different type of marketplace. And I think when initially it was introduced, there was a huge fear that this would crush Etsy because they are a juggernaut. Yeah, Yeah. But because it is so different, it really isn't the same customer and it didn't have the effect that people thought it would. Or it could be a kind of customer like myself. So I'll buy uh, a book on the computer, mm-hmm. but I love a bookstore, and I have, right. and I will purchase books. Right. So it may depend on whatever different need. Uh, yeah, it may may yeah. be. I, I'll do both. Right. In other words, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So is this a good thing for? Um, we know that I mean, it's soul fulfilling. I imagine for people who are makers and they see their product out there. But can you make a good living now, Linda? I mean, you're you're the recipient in your store of people who are trying to do just that. Yes. No, I would say so. Uh, You definitely see small businesses that seem to be succeeding. Those are sort of very small. One maker could be a husband and wife team um, in terms of people who sell to us. And they're definitely able to to make a go of it. Um, There are definitely a lot of supports. There's a lot of fairs, you know, people can participate in. So exposure, of course, with social media, that's a wonderful way to get their message out, their product out. Um, They're so visual. And Um, even with so much stuff, you can still make a dent in social media. Oh, I think so. Mm -hmm. I think so. Um, Especially people who love handmade or who love special products. Um, I think they're always looking, you know, for instance, uh, Instagram is is a great 
right medium, even though it can be overwhelming. But if you, you know, sort of like look for the keywords that you're looking for or you follow somebody that you like their aesthetic, then you you definitely can find gems. Um, And then you can see that people are definitely succeeding. And I think, you know, people that we are working with have great social media success. Well, I have to say, and and I use myself, you know, I'm sure all my listeners are like, oh, for God's sake. But anyway, (laughs) let me just say, as a person who's not a crafter but has a great appreciation, Mm -hmm. the other thing that I really appreciate is the unique gift. Mm -hmm. And so I pride myself on my friends who, at this point, have what they need. So what they want, they're pretty clear about what they themselves will get for themselves. Mm -hmm. So now if you're gifting somebody, you have to really have a pause to think, what is something that interests them but will go right to a place where they you know they don't have this. Mm -hmm. They don't have this version Mm -hmm. of it. It's just that good. Yeah. You've seen that right there. Totally. (laughs) Yeah, you get that. So I think that's (laughs) what is giving the energy to these art artisanal markets. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think one of the benefits of a site like Etsy is that with those people, you know they already are on Etsy and they have this massive list of all of their favorites on there. So when you're shopping for them, that's the first place you go and see exactly what they want because they know what they want, right? Like, And that's the place to look. And mm-hmm. You know they're going to be happy with what they receive. So, Well, that's true. Or I can go into a, a place like yours, uh, Linda, and say, this is so, and name my friend. Right, in the exactly. Right. It happens all the time. Absolutely. It happens all the time. And you love it. And, and it's fun, too, is people say, well, my friend loves, you know, elephants. Do you have anything with elephants uh-huh. or whatever? And, uh-huh. and, of course, we do. And you can find just the, the product that your friend yeah. does not have. <laughs> All right. Well, this is uh, good news for Mother's Day and beyond, I would say. And I'm happy because these are small businesses. And these days and times, we want to encourage small business and also local. Always happy to talk about local artists doing well. So thank you very much for joining me. Thank you so much. Thank for you. Pleasure. Dara Cheek is the artist and owner of Hyro Pisces and the director of the Etsy Artists of Boston. And Linda DeValpine is the owner of Greentail Table in Newton, Massachusetts. Well, that's it for this edition of Under the Radar with Callie Crossley. Join us next Sunday at 6 p.m. for the stories you may have missed. In the meantime, you can find our show and links to stories we discussed today on the web at news.wgbh.org UTR. Listen to our show on the WGBH app and take UTR with you. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Please write to us at undertheradar at wgbh.org. Our engineer is Doug Sugarts. Andrea Aswahi is our producer. Under the Radar is a production of WGBH. Mama, mama.